The Murdoch case is something that's been blowing up all over the internet, and I've done a deep dive into it research-wise, and I can see why. Uh, we're going to do a quick little summary of it for those who want to jump into the case with where it's at now, and then we're going to do a deep dive. This part's the summary, and here we go. Some of my content has mention of extreme violence, sexual assault, and or other triggering content. Discretion is advised. All right. Hey, everybody. We are back. Um, <laughs> so this probably is going to come out before the time I did another case that we have coming up. Um, no, because that one comes out Tuesday. That comes out Tuesday. Well, mm -hmm. I don't know. I was thinking we could turn this one around quick, too. We'll see. I know it's a lot Too of pressure. pressure. It's a lot of pressure <laughs> on you. We'll, we'll see. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Um, this Either is, way. <laughs> this is the Murdoch case. Um, but Drew is explaining this case today. I am explaining it. She is the one who currently doesn't know, much I know anything nothing. about it. Um, I know I keep getting notifications and keep ignoring it. So. Yep. And this is an ongoing case. We're going to have to use allegedly a lot because stories are changing, facts are changing, still legal stuff. Pretty much, there's multiple cases even involved here, and there are, none of them are, are resolved yet. So, we're going to use allegedly a lot. Allegedly! <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, like Sarah said, I'm going to be running this case, and you may actually see the other one first that I ran. So I'm sorry I'm not giving you much of a chance to say that you don't like me running cases. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, so sad. Yep, but uh, I just happened to get really interested in this case and did a lot of research, and we wanted to get it to you guys while the case is still ongoing, the main case at least, the current case. It's still in trial. Um, still in trial. So, yeah. So this video is going to be a summary of the cases that are involved in this. Um, we're going to try to give you a little, at the end, a little bit of the current status of where it's at. Because like Sarah said, it's in trial. Some things are happening in trial. And there are things after the Netflix documentary even. So uh, first thing I would say, there's a new Netflix documentary on these Murdao murders. I apologize. I'm going to say Murdao a lot because that's how it's spelled to me, but they they kind of pronounce it Murdoch, so I'm going to try to say both. Well, I'm going to try to say Murdoch, but I'm going to probably say both. Um, so anyways, let's jump into it. We're going to also try to keep on track on this. Uh, I know that <laughs> um, there was a comment that said that we're kind of all over the place. That's usually how we run things. Um, but this is a good case for those who just like Strictly Case because... Hopefully we don't get too off track. So our, our, our deep dive, we probably will get off track. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. letting you guys know. But this one, we're going to try to stay on track, stick to the timeline and the cases. The timeline on this is really confusing because things kind of came out out of order. So that's why we're also going to try to stick to the facts on this one and try to, you know, not have too many tangents because this one's hard to follow. Also, I want to say, if you are watching the YouTube video... 
you notice Drew doesn't have any notes at all. Um, if you're yeah. on Spotify, Drew has no notes that he is looking off of. And I am super impressed on this because I can't do off the dome cases. So. Well, we're going to see if I can because <laughs> I may may mess up some things. So I cannot do the deep dive without notes, but I think I can do a high level without notes. We'll All right. see. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Let's go. All right. So uh, as I was saying, if you this will have some... This one won't be too bad on spoilers, but if you are worried about spoilers, I would go watch the Netflix documentary. The um, I believe it's called the Murdoch Mysteries or the the Murdoch Murders or something along that line. Um, and they they have that on Netflix, and then they have forty eight hours on um, CBS or Paramount Plus that go over this as well. And then there is a a website, a news channel out there that is actually on YouTube that is covering this case. Um, they have legal experts that come on. They have uh, actual live footage of the um, court case. And then they also have uh, even had body cam footage of one of the arrests, which I found pretty interesting. So go check those out um, if you want more information or if you're worried about getting spoilers from us. If you want to jump into it quick, here we go. <laughs> okay. All right. So the timeline starts at, I shouldn't say the timeline starts, but most of this case starts blowing up. Um, starts blowing up recently, like in the last couple of years. But the major thing that started the chain of events, as we know for sure, was a boat crash in 2019. So this is in South Carolina. Uh, the the Murdoch family, the Murdoch family, is a very wealthy family. Um, they are very powerful in the fact that they have a family full of attorneys. They even have their own law firm in South Carolina. Um, so this is a very well connected family, and. I think the reason this case is blowing up is because people are interested in the fact that, well, well, connected families can make things disappear or they can, especially attorneys and things like that. They can represent themselves. They can, they know what to put out in the media, what not to put out in the media. And so now all of a sudden this, you know, uh, wealthy, well-connected family is all of a sudden in the media have all these legal issues and now all of a sudden this untouchable family seems like maybe it wasn't so untouchable fall from grace type of thing yeah and i think that kind of captured the interest of a lot of people around the country because that doesn't usually happen you know right. big powerful family and this family goes back to the 1920s like mm. in terms of being in power they're basically um a family of solicitors is what they, my uh, phone keeps going off. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's a family of uh, of the says solicitors. To me, I think. What does that mean? Well, so the way they describe it is, it's kind of like an attorney general. Oh, okay. But it's called a solicitor, and I think there's some differences. I'm not as versed in the legal side of things to know the differences really, but I think it sounds like they're basically it's like an attorney general, which is pretty high in the legal system. Um, and it's mostly for that area. It's not like a statewide thing. 
but they're very well connected in the area, obviously, because a lot of cases ran through them. Okay. So this family goes back to the 20s. This is a multi-generation uh, legal family, a legal firm, and they um, go all the way up to the current generation, which is Buster Murdoch and uh, Paul Murdoch. And their their father is Alec Murdoch we're going to be talking about a lot about here and are they all attorneys um so they said alec they said alec is an attorney but he is not a solicitor like he didn't follow that close in the footsteps where he's like the same level as his dad was okay but um he's still an attorney he still went to law school okay and his kids and his kids are buster went to law school uh, we'll get into this in the deep dive, but Buster actually got expelled from law school for plagiarism. Okay. Yeah. So, but yes, he was a Buster was attempting to follow in the family footsteps. Paul, I don't think was old enough to quite do that just yet. Okay. Um. So let's jump into the boat crash. This right. is the first first series of events. Really, this was in 2019, South Carolina. Like I said. The so these these kids, and I'm gonna call them kids because they were around they were, they were all under the legal drinking age. They're all around 19, 18, but they were all drinking, partying, having a good time. Those who have grown up in a small town like I did know that that's not uncommon, although it is illegal. It's not uncommon for kids to drink at a young age, like People tend to care a little less about it. Rules tend to be a little looser. Whether they should be or shouldn't be, that's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. So Paul is part of the Murdoch family, so they have a lot of money. They allegedly, this is one of the allegedly, they heard that there was going to be uh, DUI checkpoints. Paul heard this, I believe, and they wanted to take the boat to where they were going to a, a oyster feed party. So, and there's going to be alcohol at the party, things like that. Well, so they take it from his house. They end up going to the oyster feed. They stop at a bar on the way back. And so did they take the boat to avoid the checkpoints? Yes. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure. Which is a thing that I didn't even know was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. We don't have boats. We're we in Kansas. <laughs> we don't have boats. We, we barely even have rivers. Right. <laughs> um, so... They go to the oyster feed. On the way back, they stop at a bar, um, which most of the people did not want to even stop at the bar. Um, a lot of people were getting too drunk. Everybody kind of just wanted to be done, kind of wanted to be home. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know how it is. The more sober people at the party, you're kind of like, Let's everybody's go. getting a little out of hand here. But everybody had been mm -hmm. drinking. But yeah, I think everybody was kind of, let's get home. Mm -hmm. um, so they come back from the bar, and there is a lot on the Netflix documentary of video footage of all this, um, because this is 2019, so there's a lot of cameras, and they caught, they caught Paul buying alcohol, they caught um, Paul going into the bar um, with one of his friends, they caught them walking back out to the boat dock, um, they could, it is easy to see that Paul was very drunk. 
So this is Paul Murdoch, the son of Alex, Alec Murdoch. And he, they get in the boat and on the way home, there was some fighting. Um, Paul says it's his boat. This is according to the people that are on the boat. Paul says it's his boat and that he wants that he should drive his boat. But then he keeps going back and fighting with his girlfriend. Um, his girlfriend, I might mess up the name. This is where I could have used my notes. <laughs> uh, Morgan Doty. Um, he, the friends were kind of just finding out here that, I mean, they had feelings that the relationship wasn't great, but he actually, according to those on the boat, was so belligerently drunk that he actually abused her even on the ride back. Oh, dang. He, he spit on her. He slapped her. Oh, gosh. So he was going back and forth between taking the wheel and then he'd go back and fight with her. And Connor, uh, Connor Cook, was one of the friends that was on the boat and he would keep grabbing the wheel. And Paul would go back and fight. Connor would hold the wheel and try to slow the boat down and try to get him home safely. This is all according to kind of the Netflix documentary. Allegedly. Yeah. Um, and then Paul would come up. He would be like, it's my effing boat. <laughs> he would take back the wheel. Uh, they had said he was even doing donuts in the boat. Mm. So Paul was, sounds like he was belligerently drunk, being completely unsafe here. Um, and the boat, unfortunately, hit a... They have a specific name for it, but it's it's basically the pillars on a bridge. Okay. Um, and so the boat crashed, uh, ejecting everybody from the boat. Dang. There are six people. And Paul was driving. Paul was driving. Okay. There are six people. Um, of those six people, all six were ejected. There were three couples of two, basically. Okay. So it was like a triple date, not a double date. It was like a triple date. <laughs> okay. um, and the... One that I mentioned earlier, uh, Mallory, Mur uh, not Murdoch, I'm sorry, Mallory uh, Beach. Mallory Beach is actually our victim in this. She was one of the ones ejected from the boat. Everybody in the boat was hurt, had some form of injuries. She was ejected from the boat, though, and of those six, she's the one that didn't actually make it to shore. Um, mm. And so... The five of them were looking for Mallory when they called 911. They called 911, and Mallory was still not there. They were screaming for Mallory. They were searching for Mallory. Um, the police get there, and Anthony Cook, who was Mallory's boyfriend and also Connor's cousin, uh, you remember Connor was the one taking the, the wheel. Mm -hmm. Anthony Cook was Mallory's boyfriend, and I can't state this enough. I I wish nothing but the best for Anthony because mm. that poor guy, I don't know what else you would want from a boyfriend. Um, so they almost, everybody I think except for him got taken to the hospital, and he was supposed to go to the hospital. He had a shoulder injury, mm. but he would not leave until mm. they found Mallory. And he was out there with them looking. He was on camera of the police footage cussing at Paul because apparently Paul smiled 
And he was like, why the F are you smiling? My girlfriend is gone. Just screaming at him and like screaming. He did this. Um, And Anthony stayed there. I think they said he had like a separated shoulder or something and he wouldn't Mm go. Okay. So unfortunately, and then we'll get more into, there's a lot more detail to all of this, but this is high level. So Mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, seven days later, they found Mallory five, five miles down the river and she'd passed away. Mallory, I, I always want to shine a light on the victims here. Mallory, by all accounts, was sweet. She was nice. She was just everybody's best friend. Um, not a single bad word about Mallory was said in any of the documentaries. Okay. Um, the parents loved her so much, and it, it crushed them, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, Anthony, I don't feel like Anthony's the way he talks, I don't feel like he's been the same since it happened. Um, That's traumatic. He, and he was there all seven days in the search. Dang. He loves her. Yeah. And somebody even said, I think it was one of his parents said they heard him say, if she were to walk out of this water right now, I would marry her right here. So he, he, I really hope for peace for him because he, yeah, he's, he struggled with this, still struggling with it. So, more on all of that in the deep dive, okay. but this is the first timeline, is 2019. Okay. Fast forward to 2021. So, Alec Murdoch, or Murdoch, sorry, <laughs> I'm messing up a lot. Okay. Alec Murdoch is the father of Paul, and he calls 911 and says that his wife and his son, Paul, have been shot. And shot Whoa. badly. <laughs> okay, it's getting real. Yes. Okay. So two years later. Did he ever get, hold on just a second. I wanted to make sure. Did Paul ever get any repercussions for the boat so accident? Or are was, we getting there? Well, it's on. it was ongoing. Ongoing. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All it was, right. It was ongoing. There was a lot of people that were like, Paul didn't even get, like he already was getting special treatment. A lot of people felt because he, he had to, um, they had to take a picture after one of his court hearings. Mm-hmm. He didn't even have to, he didn't have to go to jail for a day. Like he didn't oh, have, he wasn't in the jail jumpsuit. He was in his polo shirt. They said, okay, go ahead and cuff him. And they're like, no, we don't need that. <laughs> yeah. So rich white man. So Paul didn't, Paul never actually served any time in jail, but the case was going on and he could have. Okay. But it, hadn't gotten to the point where he got to a jury before this happened with the shooting. Okay. So, so now he shot and the mom shot and the mom shot. Um, this is where the body cam footage from the news coverage I was telling you about was out there Mm -hmm. was of Alec Murdow calling the police, uh, calling 911. Uh, the police show up, there's body cam footage of it. Um, we'll get into this in the deep dive. There's, two separate sets of people, separate sets of feeling where they're sitting there going, oh, he was too calm. But then there's a set of people going, no, he wasn't too calm and you don't know how you react. Right. So I, we'll get into that later, but okay. it's out there. Um, so he calls, says that his wife, Maggie, 
and son Paul had been shot. He says he gets the police out there. He tells them his series of events, which was that he had gone to visit his father and mother. His father apparently has health issues and his mother is battling dementia. So he said that he was gone and wasn't on the property at the time and that his son and wife were shot. Uh, he came back and he was the one who found them. Uh, it was alleged that they, they believe the timeline is nine o'clock is when they were shot and he got back. He called at 10. Okay. So an hour after they got shot. Um, in this, when they show up, um, Alec says, he believes the reason why Paul to the responding officer believes the reason why this happened was people have been, according to him, have been threatening Paul over the boat accident. Okay. This is why those timelines fall into place. Um, because a lot of people were apparently, and that sounds like rightfully so, but a lot of people were apparently rightfully mad at um, Paul about the boat accident still and i did want to point out too when we said paul was drunk um according to i think it was cbs or even 48 hours um paul had a blood alcohol content of 0.24 which is three times the legal limit and he was underage so paul was very drunk um that part is not in question (laughs) okay (laughs) um so that brings us to the current trial. The current trial is, did Alec Murdow murder Paul and Maggie? So both of them died. Both of them died. Okay. Uh, deep dive, we'll get into how they were shot, uh, things like that, because okay. there's a lot of interesting pieces there. Um, but the current that's the current case that's blowing up right now is this Alec Murdow case about Paul and Maggie. Okay. So there are more cases, though, <laughs> that come to light around this time. So Alec had, um, I don't even know if I should say allegedly here, because he admits this in the current court case that he had been stealing money from his clients. So he admits that he had been lying about stealing money from his clients in the current court case that's going on. I don't know if that was on the Netflix document. I don't think it was that he actually admitted to it. Mm-hmm. He was just accused at the time. But yeah. now here in the last couple of days, he's been on the stand and he's been saying that he was stealing money from his clients. Um, so there's proof of that, I'm sure. Right. But this case is not for that. So right. when it comes time for that case about stealing money... <laughs> Who knows if he's, I mean, I assume he is going to get, you know, convicted of that based on this, but you never know because it's a totally different case. Okay. But he's not going to get in trouble right now for saying that on the stand here. Yeah. Um, more things started to come out, though, about mysterious deaths around the Murdochs, around the time that people started digging into this case, saying... Did he murder his wife and son? Well, I start digging into the family's history, and there was a, a boy that died. His name was Stephen Smith. 
This was in 2015. So we're going back to even before the boat accident. Okay. Stephen Smith died in the middle of the road on a like kind of country, as they say country road, I don't feel like it's fully a country road because it's a, I've seen country roads. It's paved. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then it's not a country road. Right. It's paved. So I'm not going to call it a country road. Uh, If you haven't been on a dirt road, then yeah, that's a country road. But, um, so he was found, and this is what was odd. He was found in the middle of the road, dead middle of the road, not on the side, just straight in the middle. He's found shoes on loose fitting shoes, apparently. And they called it a hit and run. Um, that's important because people don't think the injuries were consistent with a hit and run. They say with loose fitting shoes, even if you get hit at like 30 miles an hour, they would come off. Yeah. The mother said his injuries were from blunt force trauma to, she said from like his right eye to the back of his head. And so there, but there was no other, injuries according to the reports there was that's fishy there's no road rash there was no none of that because that's a a vehicle hitting you in the head and nowhere else so i think it was the coroner that said no it was the pathologist i think that said this which i don't i don't fully know i I thought pathologists mostly did blood analysis but maybe they maybe they also can do forensic analysis i'm not sure there but the pathologist said they believed it was caused by him being hit by a side view mirror on a passing oh. by car. So, I mean, I, I, I could see that. I, I could kind of see it. Is he it's, short though? <laughs> well, I guess it could be a tall truck it too. Could be, yeah. I mean, um, hmm. That'll be interesting to look into. It will be. Um, and I will say this though the reason why a lot of people were already suspicious of this case is because um, Stephen was openly gay. Okay. And this is in a small town in the South, not very accepted at the time, still probably is not. Unfortunately, it should be, in my opinion, but it's not very accepted. Um, and there, this is how it connects to the Murdochs, is apparently there were rumors floating around that Buster, one of the sons, was intimate with um, Stephen. Okay. It's a rumor... There was literally nothing I've seen proving that there was any connection there. But mm-hmm. when there's a rumor like that, um, people tend to point the finger at the Murdochs, especially when they have this going on now. Right. So this came to light after everybody knew about the accident, but it had kind of been dropped. Okay. It was a cold case. Uh, everybody was kind of saying it was a hit and run. Um some people were saying there's rumors even at the time that the Murdochs were involved, but nothing's really come of it still to this day as to who did it. Um, the mother believes it's a hate crime. She doesn't believe it was a hit and run. Um, she is still working with a private investigator and the private investigator actually might've been an attorney. Sorry if I get my facts wrong there, but she um, is still working with someone on that. And they said they have a suspect that is actually not, connected to the Murdochs. So it is possible that this case does not have anything to do with the Murdochs, but it is kind of good that this case is bringing that one back to the surface because that mother should get justice. And even if it's not a Murdoch that did it, Mm -hmm. it would still be amazing for that mother to have closure of what actually happened. Agreed. 
So a lot of people thought the Murdochs were sweeping that under the rug, though, because when their names started getting floated out with the rumors, it looked bad on them. Mm-hmm. So they felt like, at the very least, the Murdochs were not helping yeah. in that case. Um, we'll get more into that in the deep dive, but here's one more. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, after Stephen Smith's case. this Sorry, but this reminds me of, like, there's that movie, and it has nothing to do with this, but um, it follows where, like, death follows you or whatever. No. Like that's this family kind of, thing kind of well it's a whole different thing but yeah. that that's this family they can't get away from yeah it's bad luck of, quote unquote what a lot of people um feel with this case mm-hmm. is that and this one's even more closely tied than i i don't want to say than all the others is it's more closely tied to the family than the stephen smith one okay so we're fast forwarding to, I think it was 2018, maybe 2019, so months before the boat accident. Okay. So I'll, I'll do the timeline again at the end because this jumps around so much. Mm-hmm. But this is before the boat accident. But after Stephen. But after Stephen. Okay, I'm with you. So they had a housekeeper, and her name was Gloria. Um, now, Gloria... Um, they ended up calling 911 for Gloria that she had, um, according to Maggie, the mother, on the call, Gloria had been tripped by the family's dogs, which they did have dogs. They have dog kennels. They have hunting dogs, all kinds of. They do not need to be hunting. <laughs> they, uh, well, and I'll get into that on the deep dive too, but they basically, oh, wonderful. they basically live in a hunter's paradise. Like it's, Yay. it is. I think they said like 170 some acres, hunting land, fishing land, all kinds of stuff, dog kennels for hunting. Um, but the according to the 911 call, the dog tripped Gloria. She fell. She hit her head. The mother Maggie called 911 and said, "You know, we need somebody out here." Gloria fell down the stairs and hit her head. This is outside the house on the front porch steps. Okay. Um, and yeah, so Gloria had hit her head and they come out and, um, I think Gloria was alive when they got to the scene. They take her to the hospital and she passed away. Um, as I I believe how the events went there. So their housekeeper, Gloria had passed away. Here's where, and also to this. You know, Paul was kind of a troublemaker, but they, Anthony, who you remember was the the boyfriend, um, had been friends with Paul forever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there is no way he would do anything to her because he said that he, she was like a mother figure to him. Right. So he, he, he loved her. They don't think Paul had anything to do with it. He might've been there that day or maybe not, but He's not a suspect, but um, they're starting to think maybe Alec was involved because, remember, Alec was stealing money from clients. Mm-hmm. Alec had taken an insurance policy out on the entire property, a commercial insurance property. Oh, no. And 
there is a current ongoing case that they said in the news somewhere, and this is where the family first saw it, Gloria's family first saw it, that there was a settlement on the on Gloria's case and that the kids were kids of Gloria were paid out five hundred thousand dollars. Okay. They all looked at each other and they said, Did you get five hundred thousand dollars? Oh no. None of them got any money. None of them knew about any kind of a settlement. And there was no money given to the family. So what happened? Well, turns out that Paul, or not Paul, I'm sorry, Alec Murdow had taken out that insurance policy and had claimed $4.3 million from it. And the family got none of it. And allegedly all the money went to Alec's pocket. Ugh. So, that case is also still open. Uh, it was ruled an accident. Uh, sorry, it was ruled a natural death, death okay. by natural causes, which that people also disagree with because, at the very least, it should be accidental. She, it should be accidental. She tripped and was tripped by the dogs and fell. Mm-hmm. So that already people were like, oh, "That's weird." Like, I want to deep dive into why they ruled that the way that they did because I wonder if it was like. She hit her head and then had an aneurysm, and so they. Yeah, that'd be good to deep dive. For I, yeah, into. I'm not gonna get into that now, but that'd be interesting. To yeah, see. and I mean, so powerful, well-connected family. A lot of people think that he had influence over the coroner. Um, yeah, but that's allegedly that's not nothing formally connecting him to that. Mm-hmm. But the current coroner is actually the one that found this because they went back and started viewing other records around the Murdochs and there she's like, Hey, uh, that's weird. Why is this an accidental or not an accidental death? I hate this guy. (laughs) (laughs) So timeline of events will go actual timeline now. Okay. So we have Steven Smith in 2015. Okay. Hit and run victim according to reports maybe not a hit and run victim, maybe a a hate crime. Potentially the case is still open. Okay. Uh, And he, um, this happened, I think they said like a couple miles from the the Murdoch Murdoch's, but like a couple miles, especially in a small town, this could be like the other side of town. Yeah, it could be. (laughs) So, um, especially your town. Yeah. Right. My town (laughs) might not even be a couple miles. Right. (laughs) Um, so, yeah, we have Stephen Smith. Then we have the housekeeper Gloria's um, death that was ruled a um, death by natural causes. People believe it should at least be an accidental death. Nobody in the family got money from this, but Alec Murdoch did. Right. Um, Gosh, that's so shitty. 2019, we, we have the boat accident, which is a few months later. Paul was driving. I don't was, think that was intentional. It, I don't think it was intentional, but I I think it's like a situation, like a DUI, and one of his charges was like boating under the influence, basically. He could get manslaughter yeah, for it, that. Yeah, it's, it's basically similar to a DUI, just well, with I guess a boat. he can't now, but... Right. I mean, he still could. They still will do sometimes, like, I don't charges know if they will. post-mortem. Some, will they? I think sometimes oh. they do. Sometimes and sometimes it has to be like civil charges where like oh. the 
estate or whatever would pay the family, things like that. But okay. there may still be some charges to come out of it, but obviously there's nothing that's going to happen to Paul in terms of going to jail because he's passed away. Um, but 2019, the boat accident. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Mallory Beach passed away in that accident. Again, all accounts, completely great person. Um, all of these all of these victims, nothing but good things people are saying about them. Um, then you have current 2021, which is the Alec Murdoch calling 911 and his wife and son, Paul, were found dead. So we have four cases here, not counting the financial cases that <laughs> Alec has against him, which I think I, I think they said they had 80 some financial or total cases or something like that against him. So, I mean, he could beat all those charges, but that's a lot of charges to beat. Yeah. Um, I have one big question. Go. What would be the motive for Alec to kill his wife and son? I am glad you asked that because that brings <laughs> us to the current state of things. <laughs> okay. All right. Current state of things. Other than money, because it's probably for a insurance policy well so according to their attorney they don't have an insurance policy he didn't have an insurance policy on them okay so the defense Money's... attorney said that it's not money okay um the so oddly enough if you if you watch the netflix documentary you watch 48 hours i think you're going to come out of it going man 100 they're going to find alec murdoch guilty you start watching the court cases, the current court cases going on that you can actually go to the, the news station. We'll put a link out there for the news station mm -hmm. um, that's got a YouTube channel. You go watch that stuff and you go read the comments and you watch it, watch all the coverage. He might not get convicted of this. I'm not saying he didn't do it, but he might not get convicted of it. So your shoulders kind of shrugged there. Shrunk. <laughs> I'm just baffled. So, and this is going to be new for anybody who's watched the documentaries. This is going to be kind of new info. Um, we'll get more into this on the deep dive too. But in my opinion, I don't think the prosecution brought a strong case against Alec, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. Um, there are, there are no murder weapon currently. Okay. That is... Well, he could have disposed of that in that hour. He could have, um, but that is also usually something that, you know, is like the layup. Like, right. you get the murder weapon, you're going to get the conviction. Yeah. Well, they don't have that. Okay. There was allegedly blood splatter on his clothes. Allegedly. The reason why I say allegedly is in this court case, they disproved the forensics on the blood splatters. So... He, so twist the blood splatters was from Steven's murder. Oh gosh, <laughs> everything's not. connected. I hope not. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I know, I know you're kidding, but I'm like, that's not yeah. something to kid about. But like, so how are you disproving blood splatter? So they that's going to be interesting. Some of the reports said that they weren't human blood; that it wasn't oh. it wasn't human blood. And I, to me, that means they didn't even necessarily say if it was blood because they didn't yeah. say it was like animal blood or anything like that. Um, they also, there was some 
experts, some expert from like Oklahoma, I guess, that did a lot of blood analysis, blood splatter analysis. Um, and he originally they said the splatters were from high velocity splatters, which I guess would probably mean the splatters would be more more spread out. And when they hit, they would hit in a different pattern, basically, mm-hmm. on his clothes. Whereas the expert from Oklahoma was like, this is more consistent with transfers, which he oh. he did check on his wife and son to see if they were breathing. That um, makes sense. Even in the 911 call. They would ask him to see. Well, actually, in the 911 call, they said, <clears throat> don't touch them. And he's no. like, and he's like, I already already touched them because I was seeing if they were breathing. Mm. So he okay. said in the call that he touched them. Right. So it may be, you know, even if it was their blood, it's possible it was transfers. Okay. Um, the one piece that I do think may get them a conviction here is that his story changed. So his story changed that he, he said originally at seven 30, he was uh, waking up from having taken a nap and remember um, Paul and Maggie Same. were, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Who gets to take a nap at seven 30? I want to take a seven 30 nap. No, right. Um, Paul and Maggie were the timeline as they have it right now were murdered at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. He wakes up from taking a nap at 7.30 and says that he goes to visit his parents mm-hmm. um, and comes back at 10 o'clock where he finds Paul and Maggie. That mm-hmm. was his initial story, his initial timeline. So he was not on the property from like 7.30 to 10. Okay. Now, this is where some of the evidence gets interesting. Paul had taken a, I don't think it was Instagram or Snapchat video while he was by their dog kennels with his mom and had Alex voice in it at eight forty four. <laughs> they were murdered at nine. Oh no. So we got a sixteen minute gap here. There's no way. Well as a juror, there's no effing way I you, would not convict you, him then. Can you say that without reasonable doubt with no physical evidence though? Because that's the problem. There's no real good physical evidence in this case. Because they disproved I don't the know. I might still they say without a reasonable doubt. Because what are you going to do in 15 and minutes? We're, we're and gonna, you're lying then. We're going to get into the, on the deep dive, we're going to get into the murder weapons too, but they were... Killed. Were they bludgeoned? They were shot. Oh, they were, they were shot. And they were shot with two different weapons. One, um, I might get this wrong here. We'll get it right in the deep dive. I believe Maggie was shot with a shotgun and... Paul was shot with an AR-15 style, very unique gun that uh, had very unique casings. Maggie's gun did not have, it was a shotgun, so I guess it's pretty hard for ballistics to determine what shotgun it came from. But they were shot with two different weapons. So does that mean there was two different killers? Does that mean that same killer switched guns? Times. Possibly, yeah. and you switch I guns mean, in between. You kill your son, your wife freaks out, so you kill her. It's it's possible. Um, but again, what is the motive? Then? Again, we'll get shot, and we'll get shot. We'll get to. Um, <laughs> We're not going to get shot. Hopefully, I hope not. Um, <laughs> we'll get to the shootings and how they happen because I have more details there. Okay. But um, we just don't have time. I, be- I know. Yeah, but I believe Maggie was shot in the back, and it was consistent with her fleeing potentially. Oh, okay. So. Um, it could be like you said, but we don't yeah. know. 
Um, so two different murder weapons. You said motive. That's mm -hmm. another thing that people are pointing out is the motives are weak. So like nobody, nobody's really um, saying, I got, there's even more of this case. I forgot. There's one more case out there. I'm sorry. Oh my I'm gosh. So sorry, we got everybody. like 10 minutes. So let's go. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody, but uh, we'll finish up this and I will tell you another recent thing that happened related to this case. It okay. was after the Paul and Maggie murders, but uh, finishing up this motive was weak. Um, people thought maybe that, and I think that the defense is arguing this, that he was doing this to ease the suspicion on his financial crimes that were going to come out. Um, I don't think that's going to ease anything. I know. That's what a lot of people say. <clears throat> that's why a lot of people say the, the motive's weak. Um, there's also people saying, well, and I think the defense touched on this too, uh, uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, Maggie was meeting with a diver divorce attorney from a different, different area, obviously, because the Murdochs have so much power in the legal space in their area. So, uh, yeah, allegedly she was looking for a divorce. Allegedly financial issues were part of that. Now, the defense attorney says no. They had a perfectly happy marriage. Everything was great. So that's why I say allegedly. That's because one side saying one thing, the other side saying the other. Well, that'll come out. If she was looking for a divorce, that, that would be coming out. I would think so, but I don't know how concrete the evidence is for that. But a lot of people are saying, like, she definitely did. So, I mean, it's leaning towards that way. But So what's the other case? All right. This is, I can't believe I, I forgot to mention this. This is how weird this this Murdoch case is. So after Paul and Maggie's murders, the law firm uh, found out that he was stealing money. Okay. They kicked him out of the law firm the next day, like his family's yeah. law firm even. So that's crazy. It's literally named after the Murdoch. <laughs> so he got kicked out of it. I love it. For embezzling money from his clients. Right. Okay. So I think it's the next day or maybe two days after Alec calls 911. Okay. Alec was on the side of the road. He knows that number well. Yes. He apparently, I think they said he had a flat tire. He was trying to change a tire. He said somebody pulled over to help him try to change a tire. He says when he turned his back on that person, that person tried to shoot him. He had been shot in the head and I think grazed in the head. Um, I, I'm laughing because he's a total piece of... I mean, yeah, allegedly. Allegedly! <laughs> Most accounts think probably, but I'm we're going to say, say allegedly. Allegedly! Um, so yes, he, so he calls 911. Um, he, one of the passerbys called 911 and said that like he was on the ground covered in blood waving and nobody has this bad of luck no one <laughs> and so the what's interesting is the passerby called and said that and that he was laying on the ground covered in blood waving and they they're like well did you stop and they're like no because it actually kind of looked like it was a setup so the passerby oh. called 911 and literally said no we kept going because we felt like maybe it was a setup but we thought we should still call you guys i mean 
Good, good that, on them. Because they could have died. Yeah, I mean, good that on was them. smart. Okay. That was being safe. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they, they handled that perfect there. Yeah. Um, so. So there's that, too. And that what, hasn't been settled, right? Here's where that there's still more details on that. Though. Oh, my goodness. So more came out later that um, Alec had allegedly been, allegedly been trying to hire someone who was his depends on who you get from this the person who was supposedly going to be hired um says he's a handyman the other people say that he was alex drug dealer (laughs) and he was supposedly uh hiring him to kill alex alec sorry kill alec and give Buster the $10 million insurance policy that Alec had on him for it to look like a murder because of his financial issues. Now, according to... So he hired someone to kill him? Yes. And according to this handyman, drug dealer, handyman, I don't know. And it comes out in the case, Alec was taking... Um, and this was after his wife and son was yes. shot. Okay. And it comes out. I get in, that. It comes out in the case that Alec was taking, according to Alec, uh, this this actually happened Friday, so this is very recent. Alec said of the the opioids he was taking, it was like oxy oxycotton, oxycodone. He was taking sixty pills a day. Jeez. For twenty years, he had been taking pills. Jeez. And he said. He, well, the, that's why all this stuff's happening. The the defense attorney was like, would it be fair to say you're taking 60 pills a day? And he said, well, some days more, some days less. Jesus. Yeah. So, and he, he basically said he'd had a pill full of pockets, a pill full, pocket full of pills. <laughs> and a pills full of pockets. <laughs> of all the things for me to mess up. It's a dr- talking about drugs. <laughs> right. Um, are you on? No, you I'm okay? not. Okay. I'm on coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is messy. So what You're messy, Alex. According to the handyman or drug dealer, whatever he's found to be, um, he Alex showed up or he showed up at Alex's car. Alex okay. had the gun. Alex was trying to hand him the gun, telling him, do this, uh-huh. don't shoot me. And the drug dealer handyman said no. Mm-hmm. Um and then apparently got in an altercation with Alec and wrestled the gun away from him, according to the handyman here. And during the process of him trying to disarm him, the firearm went off when it was behind Alec's head. Mm-hmm. So like he was pulling it behind his, my shoulder just pops. We're old. <laughs> I'm old. Um, pulling it behind his head and um, the gun discharged. That's how he got the bullet wound on his head. But, the handyman was able to take the gun. I believe his name was Curtis was able to take the gun. And when he got the gun, he drove off and left. So they're both still alive. They're both still alive. Alec is still on trial, still alive, currently on stand, even testifying as of this Thursday and Friday, which today is like the 25th, I think. So the 23rd and 24th, he was on trial. Yep. Today's 25th. So, um, he was on the stand those days and they're thinking next week that they could get to closing arguments like the middle of next week. So 
then it'll be up to the jury. So we might start getting a verdict here soon. Okay. Um, but in that case, Alec came out and admitted it. Alex went to detox um, to get off the drugs. He said that he had been on drugs for 20 years. He said that he was trying to hire the handyman to do this. Um, I mean, but the handyman is still got charges against him because he may or may not have been part of insurance fraud. Oh, yeah. um, There's and that. then also <laughs> when they went to arrest him, I guess they did find methamphetamines. So he could have been a drug dealer. Okay. So, but that is ongoing because that one is the most recent case and we haven't even got closure on the Maggie and Paul case yet, let alone the boat case, let alone Stephen Smith's case or Gloria's case. So <clears throat> that's probably going to be the last one that we get closure on. <clears throat> Excuse me. They all did it. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> so. They did it all. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that one. Sorry about that, because that is kind of a big, crazy twist. Yeah. Uh, That's the only one I actually get. The brother of Alex... I actually think that one's possible. The brother of Alex said that he was very... The reason why he did that was he was very upset and depressed yeah. after what happened with his wife and son. So you're if, going through a court case. You've got all this stuff going on. Right. You're like, why don't somebody take me out and give my kid the money? Give my kid like, the I money and at least leave my one surviving kid something. That's the only thing I think he did right. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, let's, let's play devil's advocate here. Um, let's say he didn't kill his wife and son. Mm -hmm. And let's say that he was being... That, I mean, he is being accused of it. He's on trial Is there for any it. other suspects? Did they set yeah. him up? There's I no mean, other there's suspects. so many There's layers no other suspects, suspects right now. The defense is claiming, though, vigilantes related to the case. Mallory case. Because okay. they say that there's been so much anger towards Paul in this mm -hmm. that vigilantes did it. I could see that. Now, what's weird about that is, like I said the piece of evidence the the really the only piece of hard evidence that I think they could get Alec on is that video from mm -hmm. the son having him there 16 minutes before it happened. But Alec claims this is where a story changed. He claimed to have gone back to the house at that right after that video shot, like within minutes after that video shot and to have, uh, I believe, so this is where it gets a little fuzzy. I think he said that he, did still go visit his parents, mm -hmm. but that he had gone back. So somebody would have had to come in and shot both his wife and son in that short window after that video was taken. But, but after they died he at left. Nine. And they died at nine. Right. So he would have had to have left. Somebody would have had to come in. Like, and there, there's, you know, they're like, it's possible. They're like, are they, are you saying somebody was waiting out in the woods? Cause it's a wooded area. And yeah. Like, are, was somebody waiting out in the woods for him to leave? Um, I don't know. It's so, slim. But that's, that's the piece that's kind of hard there against him on that. But let's, you know, let's say that did happen. They right? shot the mom though. Why would they wait for the dad to leave? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. It could be like you said. It could be that they didn't want witnesses. Maybe they didn't know the mom was there. Yeah. And maybe they shot her after, um, not knowing that she was going to see them. I got to shut up. 
because I'm going to go forever. Yeah, well, that's why we're going to do a deep dive. <laughs> I know. We need to do the deep dive. So, um, <clears throat> but the devil's advocate thing I was saying. So, mm -hmm. if, if Alec did not do this, right? Mm -hmm. And he has, like you said, all these financial things that he's admitted to doing. He's admitting to doing these financial things, but not admitting to the murders. And you got to imagine he's probably in a pretty bad state. Not only that, but like heavily addicted to drugs. Yeah. And, um, oh, and this is another potential motive, they said. They believe that, the, that Paul and Maggie found... Um, some stashes of drugs that he had hidden in like a laptop case. We're going to talk to him about it because he, I think he was supposed to be detoxing. So intervention type thing. That was another thing people said were kind of motive, but mm -hmm. if he didn't do it on the devil's advocate side of things, you could see where he would be in a depressed state of mind. Even if off he did of, do it, even if he did do it, but coming off, trying to come off of pain pills, trying to, deal with the death of his son mm -hmm. and wife trying to um deal with the fact that he's no longer in his law firm doesn't know what he's probably going to do money wise mm -hmm. i mean he's probably in a very suicidal place mm -hmm. no matter what devil's advocate or not he's probably was not in a good place at that point yeah so that i agree with you may be the real one yeah. of this whole thing that he was in a bad place he decided he was going to take his own life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was kind of funny, but there was, there was comments saying, like, I can't remember if this was from a legal analyst or not, but they were saying he the reason why he was going to hire somebody is he didn't know if his insurance would pay out or not in case of suicide. So mm -hmm. he wanted it to look like a murderer. Yeah. Well, he's a lawyer. How is he not going to know? what he's what his insurance policy is that's true yeah so that's well, a little he's drugged up <laughs> he probably true. doesn't remember well that's another thing people were saying they're like how is he doing this functioning how is he functioning as an attorney on 60 pills a day right so there's a lot out here with this case yeah uh you did i kind of want to wrap up amazing, here by on the, the way. summary that i i told sarah on this i'm gonna shoot for 10 minutes <laughs> this is not 10 minutes no where are we at like no. 30 I, we're getting close to like happen to be done done like an hour it's 137 we started at like <laughs> oh man oh, well, okay. we started at like 12 <laughs> i did not hit the hour or the the 10 minutes obviously i went over an hour at just a summary so i am sorry for that guys <laughs> it's okay if this is good. the summary the deep dive is going to be multi-part I told Sarah we to might have ahead. to add some on Patreon. To be honest, I I don't know. We'll see because we'll, I we'll figure it out. This is a I want people to get to hear this too. That's so true. like I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Uh, we do have a Patreon out there with some bonus episodes. Um, so we'll you know we we will add to that, but we'll see if this is one of them or not. The Patreon might just be me ranting for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure, y'all going love that. off like. <laughs> Yeah, maybe rich that, white men <laughs> maybe there will be a just patreon of sarah rants yep that'd be actually a really good idea just you you post rant off of all these cases yes let's do that <laughs> thank you guys for listening i'm um, sorry i talked so much my throat okay. is going out like this was really really good i am 
I'm very impressed by I, you. I right told now. I told Sarah to go ahead and start digging into now after we do to. this to go ahead and start digging into the the these Murdoch mysteries because I want her when we do the deep dive to also be able to go back and forth with me on them because there's so many details in it that I think there's no way I would cover it all by myself. Mm-hmm. So this deep dive may be a little different. We may both get educated up on the case and kind of what I'm thinking. And I don't know if we're going to do this because I haven't even thrown it to Drew, but to like actually do a video on every single one of these cases, we really Steven, the Gloria, the boat case, and then do a couple parts the, the on the only, other. The only thing weird about it is the timeline. Yeah. So Unfortunately, Steven's case didn't really get brought to light until after. But I think it's super important. So it, I want to do no, that. No, it's one. very important. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you if we release Steven's case first, it's going to be confusing because it didn't really get brought to light until Paul and Maggie's murders. Right. Uh, same with Gloria's case. Like, it happened before the boat accident, but it didn't really get brought to light before uh, Paul and Maggie's murders. But the boat accident was huge news, and that was like the first thing against the Murdochs where their whole empire, if you want to call it, starts crumbling. Right. So in the boat case, there's so many... That boat case I could spend forever talking about. There's GPS, there's um, cameras everywhere, there's literally videos of Paul buying the alcohol, videos of Paul and Connor going into the bar, getting shots, like... So much on that boat case, and it is so horrible because honestly, I feel so bad for everybody Everyone. involved in that. Yeah. Well, get ready for the next month of Murdoch murders. <laughs> yeah, this might be the next <laughs> multi part Casey Anthony one. Yeah. And um, she is actually working on a multi parter herself. So I am. We got stuff coming. Buckle Stay up. Tuned. Okay. Well, thank you guys. We're coming at you with more. We promise. We're back uh, stay in the swing safe. of things. And, <laughs> yeah. What's your last words? Um, stay away from the Murdoch's at all costs. <laughs> yes. But, but um, we, we love you guys. And I always try to do like one um, kind of thing to take away, I guess. One, mm-hmm. one positive. Uh, I know it was boating under the influence, but please do not drink and drive. It is yes. always better to Uber. It is always better to have a sober friend take you. I, if you drink and drive, I'm not as worried about you as the other lives you might take because you made the decision to drink and drive. That's your decision. But again, allegedly Mallory and everybody else was scared of Paul and his driving. And a lot of people were like, we should have just not gone with him. Mm -hmm. We, we thought we could maybe trust him, but we were wrong. And Paul took, in my opinion, Paul took Mallory's life. Mm-hmm. And he's not the one who paid the consequences. She is. Her family is. Anthony right. is. Her friends did. Like, drinking and driving doesn't affect. It does affect you, but, man, the other people you could affect, just please don't. Please don't do it. That's my piece. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Hi, guys. I just wanted to say I hope you enjoyed this video. If you like any of the content for Code 187, 
please click that subscribe button, that like button, that share button. Help us out, help us grow. Um, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms. Um, yeah, check us out on there. Give us some ratings. Um, tell us what you think. We're also across every social media on Code187. So we're on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I think that's it. Um, and of course, YouTube. So please, please, please subscribe um, if you like our content and spread the word. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.